Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show Turned Podcast Too Beautiful to Live. My name is Mike Frizzell, and on Mondays we give you a recap of the previous week's episodes, but this is our Saturday show where we have on a guest to talk about their experiences with the show and also play and discuss their favorite segment in TBTL history, or in this case, one of their top three segments in TBTL history. <laughs> I can't do it all by myself, so uh, wearing her engineer cap again this week in Everett, Washington is the most perfect 10 I know, the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello, Mike. And our guest tonight, I mentioned that this might be her third favorite uh, TBTL episode. <laughs> um, her name's Megan Coughlin. Uh, hi, Megan. Hi. Megan, where are you from? I'm from Seattle. Yes, you are. Uh, in <laughs> fact, uh, we have we have some geographic history to the, to discuss in a minute. Um, we don't have a whole lot else besides just our guest tonight. Um, we will tell you how to get involved and do some housekeeping later after we play the TBTL history clip, which is the first time that I think we've done a clip involving the episodes produced by guest producer Doug Schreckengost. Um, <laughs> he was a big part of the program for a week back in, I think, 2009. And, um, I'm happy that we're finally getting to go over one of the things that he suggested. Um, before I hand you over to Christy, Megan, um, the reason I came to get you on the show was you had made some really funny comment, I think on the Stents page. And if it was really funny to me, it was probably at someone else's expense. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I sent you a message and like, you know, gave you a good one or like four out of five or five out of five rating or something. And I have no idea day. what the joke was because we didn't even reference it. But, um, it just put in my mind right then that this is a funny person. We should have him on the show. And then I think I went and checked the um, the submissions because Christy sends me all the submissions. And I saw that you'd submitted. Uh, but we had already done the episode that you submitted. And I think we were just about to do the other one that you submitted. So yeah. when we finally... Um, had to, we're getting together to do this. I like pressured you said, well, I want you on the show, but now you have to go get, get another clip from TVTL history. <laughs> but, um, what were the first two? The first, first one really was, um, the one that was most recently played, which was, uh, the not quite near solution to the mystery solvers about the Bobcat in Olympia mm -hmm. and the bad boy of quilting favorite. who I, yeah. I want him to be my new best friend. Right. <laughs> and then the other one was the announcement that scientists had TBTL and science is always really a great combination. So scientists mm -hmm. had figured out how uh, a Neanderthal would, would talk and the oh. build up. Yeah. Luke's buildup was just, and uh, Jen was just on the edge of her seat, and then he played the sound, and it just killed me. <laughs> right. I can't even make that sound. It's so great. No. It's just like, um, eh. Eh. <laughs> That was better. Christy did it the best. That was great. Um, so I pressured you into coming up with another one, but in the meantime, we were talking about um, you. How do I say this? We both had childhood cabins. Like I'll describe the the situation in my family. When I was three years old, my dad and um, and my uncles on my mom's side went in on some property on Lopez Island on Mud Bay, and they put up a tent and started building a cabin. And so, like for the first three or four years, we were in a tent. Then we moved into the cabin, and eventually, it became like a kind of a vacation house, beautiful house, and. So I pretty much spent every summer there from the time I was a small kid until I was a teenager. And I would go every day. I would ride my bike to this uh, general store uh, at Richardson, <laughs> which is just this beautiful setting on on uh, the other side of the island, but not not toward the top. It was just on the other side. Mud Bay's on the bottom of the island and Richardson's on the other side of the bottom of the island. But you pointed out to me because I talked about it somewhere that your family also had a place on Mud Bay. And we're about the same age, are we not? Yeah, I think I'm maybe a couple years younger, but... How did close. we miss each other? I don't know, because not only did we spend every summer also on Mud Bay, but the opposite side of the bay, but I mean, I was at Richardson all the time. 
And uh, and we also spent every weekend year round on on Lopez until I oh, was really? about, until I got you know to the point where I wanted to start doing other things at age right. fifteen or sixteen. But uh, yeah, my, my folks were there until a few years ago when we finally sold the cabin. Yeah, we sold ours a few years ago as well. But mm -hmm. um, but what's amazing to me is I would it wasn't like the top priority for me. Uh, the top priorities for me there were like going to Richardson, getting ice cream, getting a soda, um, <laughs> yep. you know, riding my bike around like a maniac and then hitting rocks into the bay and all that. But <laughs> not far behind, behind that, even though I was like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, was looking for girls. <laughs> <laughs> I w I'm actually glad that this story ended where you guys missed <laughs> each other and not some crazy like, that was you? Oh, <laughs> oh right. Right. Like we had some Mike awful encounter. Mike was a notorious douche, so <laughs> I'm glad that he didn't harm you or oh. dump you or break your heart in any way. <laughs> well, Shoot. we used to hitchhike a lot. Maybe, uh, maybe our paths crossed somewhere out there on the on the island. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I thought uh, I I liked you. I liked your sense of humor. I wanted to get you on the show, and then I found out that uh, that. We we pretty much were in the same place for many many yeah. years and never never even saw each other. So, because I would have noticed, I had noticed every girl that was within <laughs> like a three year age range of me. I noticed them, and I would you know do dumb things to try to make them notice me, senpai. You know, but yeah, <laughs> but obviously you know never saw you. So, um, Chrissy, uh, I guess I bothered her enough about that. Um, let's well, get into, we, let's we get have, into our we thing. have at least one other thing in common, oh, Mike, yeah? which is that I am a fellow for, although former bunny owner. Oh, former. I hope nothing tragic happened. Like, well, so, uh, I, I killed it. <laughs> Christy came over and, uh, yeah. And now I'm a former bunny owner. Uh, <laughs> I would just say, don't make the mistake of owning two bunnies because if one of them predeceases the other, then the other one goes into mourning and then their health deteriorates and then you have to get them another bunny and then you're pretty much in the bunny business for the rest of your life. So. Oh, See, yeah. now that ended better than I thought too. I thought you were going to say they murdered each other because no. Mike's bunny is out to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Bunnies are, uh, they have strong opinions. Mm -hmm. He and I have a very good relationship. I was petting his ears earlier today and trying to tell him, <laughs> don't try to get under my feet when I'm sleeping, because then I will crash into a wall <laughs> instead of stomp you. But he doesn't listen. He, you know, yeah. that's the irony. Yeah. I don't know. You know, they have these huge ears, but they never listen. They don't <laughs> listen. So, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, Christy, um, you can take over and do your thing. All right. Hello, Megan. Hello. Hi. Um, I would like to know, how did you come upon TBTL? You'd think I would know the answer to this. I, I was a uh, I was a Bryant Park Project listener, and I feel like I found Bryant Park Project because I was somehow aware of Luke already, but maybe not. Um, but I I and then I found TBTL. He must have gone on wait wait or something after BPP after he left BPP and and then said he was. I don't know. Somewhere it took me a while, but somewhere around June or July of two thousand eight. I, I realized that there was another show and that I could podcast it. Um, I am in Seattle, but I do not listen to commercial radio if I can help it. So good for you. I would. <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember what your first episode was? I no, I was trying to go back in the archives, you know, the spotty spotty archives from 2008. And, and, <laughs> um, and I think the other thing is I started, I think I started before the prom uh, and then I went back from the beginning. So I think I've, I think I'm a completist. Um, so, I, but I think I jumped in while they were prom planning and I was like, what are these people doing? But somehow, <laughs> somehow they won me over. On conservative <laughs> talk radio. Why are they planning a prom? <laughs> exactly. Drunk probably. Yeah. So yeah. have I ever met you at a meetup? Have you ever come to anything? No, I've always been kind of a silent 10. I've, the only thing I've gone to would be the two Bumbershoot shows. With uh, hmm. Chris Hardwick and Kamel Nanjiani, but uh, otherwise, I'm I'm just lurking in the background for the most Have part. Have you ever been tempted, or, or are you just very shy about that kind of thing? Um, I'm I'm tempted, but yeah, I'm pretty much an introvert. I'd rather not leave my house if I don't have to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and what's funny is I go to those things and I look around and I and I say, "Who are these people?" <laughs> That's true. The silent tens, because I, sometimes. 
there are the same people at every single thing. Yeah. And I've uh, sometimes I'll go up and talk to them, but if it's apparent that no one wants to be spoke to, if you don't want it to be spoke to, I won't. Okay. Um, but if you come, are you coming to the 2000th show? No, I think I'm out of the country, <sighs> so I'm not going to make it to that one either. I did okay, have the a... next thing. Will you come up and talk to me? Yes, I will. I will now that I now that I've now that I've met you all, I will find you okay. and talk to you. I did have an email read on the show when I sent them a dinosaur comic about begging the question, which I think was probably also oh eight or oh nine when they were obsessed with misuse of the term begging the question. Well, since we have an expert on, can you explain it to me? Because I still don't get it. It's essentially taught uh it's essentially circular reasoning. So the dinosaur comic explains, and I encourage everybody to Google dinosaur comics and begging the question. Uh, but the dinosaur comic explains that it's like saying that T-Rex is a really cool dude because he's really awesome and cool. So begging the question is, uh, is saying as proof something that you've only asserted without any other proof. Okay. And it doesn't mean raising the question. But I think we were all giving up on that one. Right. Well, because it doesn't raise any question yeah yeah okay hey that that one that one's a tough one i I mean i i always come away from it thinking i get it and then an hour later you'll ask me about right i I don't get it (laughs) uh, this would be a perfect time for a segue if we're ready it's similar to super string um but we're not ready for that (laughs) right (laughs) i was going to make some comment about the bible yeah that that's um, uh exactly right (laughs) <laughs> mm. Yeah, we we're not gonna we're not gonna piss anybody off tonight. No. But uh, yeah, I I can see that for sure. Yeah, well, it's true because it's right here. It's written right here, so it's true. Right, exactly it's because it says it. Mm. It says it right here. All right, now I understand it. <laughs> now I understand the phrase. Yeah, All right, classic. so you had a dinosaur comic read. Anything else? I think that's it. I may have had another email in there, but uh, uh, no call-ins, no no participation in in frying anything. Are you a Just, frequent uh, emailer to the show? And if so, who no. do you email? Yeah, no, I'm not a frequent emailer at all. Every once well, in a while, I email Andrew to tell him that he is doing a better job than he thinks he's doing. And yeah. that I, and that I think <laughs> he he's, and sometimes. I think he's my definition of a feminist. Well, that's nice. I bet he enjoys <laughs> that. He answers yeah. his email, right? You get an answer from him. Right? I don't know. He hasn't answered my email. So maybe oh, he my hates God. It. Try try Facebook message. I can get him all the time oh, yeah. on Facebook message. I think because he smokes and he goes out there and <laughs> does out the, the Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> I yep. think I'd probably have to insult him to get a response. May, I mean, I, I've sent him multiple emails and then asked him the exact same thing on uh, Facebook and gotten a response. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. If it's, if it's a big <laughs> thing, you need to ask them. Yeah. Okay. So... No appearances, but you will come up and say hi to me. Absolutely. Okay. And then last. Oh, wait, no. Which episode do you think turned you into a 10? Boy, is that a good question. I think it's a gradual thing. I think it just grows on you until I listen usually while I'm like walking or working and I've got headphones on and something about having these people in your ears um, just... (laughs) over time makes you feel like you've got these friends that you talk to and you start yelling back at it. And I can't pinpoint one moment. Um, yeah. I mean, there were a couple, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. I, it's, it's impossible to explain. Megan, let me ask you a question about the walking thing. I used to, when we had a different set of dogs here, I used to have to walk them a lot because they were really high energy dogs. And if you didn't walk them, they'd make your life miserable. <laughs> so, I used to listen to a lot more podcasts than I yeah. do now because I kind of have a bad foot and these dogs don't really, they're not good at walking. So <laughs> it's a, it's a different thing. Um, and I know that the, your dog had surgery recently and is just getting, getting use of his back legs, uh, back, but he's not ready yeah. to go on a walk. Do you, do you find that it, it, uh, it really cramps your style? Like you have to f- try to find some other place or, yeah. Some venue to listen to your podcast that you normally would just knock out during a walk? Yeah, although I've I've been one of the uh one of the pedometer people for a long time now, so I have to go out and get six miles a oh, day. Oh, you'll go without I, 
Yeah, I turn into a pumpkin. So uh, (laughs) it's it's hard because he wants to walk right now, the dog, but he Mm -hmm. he really can't. He's not allowed to. So um, he He, uh, he can't have one of those little wagons. No, well, he could, but they really want you to make them walk and not drag their right. own bodies around. So. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, I threatened to tie him, hitch him to a wagon to my mom's golden retriever and see how that goes. But So you went from, who are these weird people planning a prom as adults <laughs> yeah, to, to, I have to you, listen every single day? <laughs> you know, it might have been when, because uh, I think I missed, I missed like the Ross dress for less on the first, I came in after that. But then when Sean, when they were planning for the prom, said that he was making his date a corsage out of bus transfers. That may have, that may have been it. You're in love. <laughs> I, may have been, I may have decided they were my new best friends from then on. Right. <laughs> That's great. Um, and then last question, why does TBTL matter to you? Boy, it's, I, it is actually hard to point to one episode or one thing. And it's, and I think we all know none of us has an elevator pitch. I'm glad, (laughs) I'm glad it's not like some of my favorite shows were the early shows, but the podcasts were really hard to listen to because they were broken into three and they left in a lot of the welcome to the sausage fest and just the now we're going to break for the news. And so I couldn't recruit people to listen to it because they, you know, they're like, yeah, I really don't have three hours to sit there and listen to a throw to the news. But um, I think TBTL matters just because it is uh, whoever the hosts are. I mean, it was Jen and Luke with Sean and now Luke and Andrew just, um, just kind of having their perspective and whether you agree with them or disagree with them on a given day, whether you want to, uh, start throwing up fisticuffs because of Pope comments, uh, it's, it's, it makes you care mm-hmm. and you want to know how, you want to know how it's going to go for them. Megan, has, if they ever said anything that got you steamed? Um, well, didn't, when Luke thought that, um, uh, Pete Seeger was in Peter, Paul and Mary, that really, <laughs> It wasn't Pete, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> exactly. That's what got you fired up. Sent me right over the edge. But uh, <laughs> of all the things that Lucas said, that Peter, Paul, and Mary is what pushed it over the edge. Yeah, and it was I think on the same day as all the Pope comments. So, uh, I, you know, yeah. So I, I, you know, got kind of buried under there. Yeah, I'm sure I've disagreed with Luke plenty of times. I and and that's why I sometimes have to email Andrew and tell him that he is what a feminist looks like. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I don't. I don't share Luke's particular tendency to attribute the differences between men and women to like evolution all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, again, that's just a different perspective, and I and I think the you know the mix of them is pretty good. And oh yeah, I mean, you couldn't if, if you had another Andrew there, and they were just <laughs> yeah, it was all no, feminist that- talk from two bearded dudes. I don't know if I could. <laughs> You you would never no you would have no you would have one topic every day because you could never quite wrap it up you'd have to go back to it over and over again so it's good to have right. the it's good to have the well, conflict well the the sexism stuff the feminist stuff is one thing but it just seems like music and religion over and over are the things that get people really fired up yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I can see why religion. I don't quite get the music thing, but I just think it's so visceral because you grow up. You you know what? Like, it's rare to find someone who doesn't think that their musical taste is cool. That their musical taste isn't good. So when you go against that, you're going against the core of their being. You're going against their their self image, and I think it gets into it gets into feelings really fast that way. When you just dismiss something that's really important to somebody, you know? Yeah. Well, I was in Seattle in the early 90s. I went to many a Nirvana and Pearl Jam show, and <laughs> I love myself some Pearl Jam and, uh, you know, and Luke hates them. And, you know, it's okay. He's allowed, <laughs> he's allowed to have that opinion. Yeah. Meredith, I can't believe that we don't know each other. I know. I know. We should. I think you work at a place where I used to work. I just stalked your Facebook page. I do. I work at a uh, a large telecommunications company. Yep. I worked there. I, <laughs> I started there I when they were a very small telecommunications company. But did okay. you ride your bike by her desk with no hands <laughs> every day? <laughs> Sometimes. That was not me. <laughs> no. 
That, and I was at all those shows too. Well, Did you we'll grow up to... in Seattle proper yeah. or oh, okay. uh, Lake Forest Park? That's probably okay. That's probably why I was on the east side. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll just have to become Facebook friends and then and then I new guess. besties. And then awkwardly say hi and then never speak again. Yeah, that that's, that's my go to. <laughs> That's my go-to. <laughs> All right, Mike, are you ready? Sure. Um, the clip today. Uh, there was a time in 2009. I don't know if they asked for the um, advice for the for no, the. I, think, I thought that it was just they get these emails. If you have a radio show, you just get these bl- kind of email blasts. Right? But I, I think, I think, I think this you're talking is a about, yeah, I think you were, I think what you're confusing it with is, oh, um, is the actual Rich Gazarian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, who, who would, you know, try to book his small time right. book writing uh, clients <laughs> right. um, on the shows. But no, this was a listener. His name was Doug Schreckengast. And that sounds like a fake name, right? It does. It okay. does. He- he claimed in the clip that that they were badly mispronouncing his name. Um, yeah, but did he did he fix it? I didn't hear him. I offer... think maybe by the end of the week there was there was an an attempt, but it, let's face it, he's going to be Doug Shrek and Gust forever. Yeah, and how oh, yeah. could you pronounce it differently? I mean, when you look at it, or at least the way I spelled it, I guess. Yeah. That's yeah. how you pronounce it. That's Doug Shrek and Gust. Yeah. Maybe maybe we're saying Doug wrong. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's Duke. <laughs> but this guy Duke, <laughs> he he had all these suggestions, and well, let's just play the clip, and and I'll uh, I'll give my um, I'll give my analysis afterward. It's a disgrace. This is TVTL News Talk ninety seven three. Cairo FM, our website is MyNorthwest.com, excuse me, slash TBTL, where we've got all kinds of web gems up for you. We're going to tell you about those later on in tonight's program. First, though, a, a segment that's rapidly, rapidly becoming one of our most popular. We like to call it... Guest producer Doug Shrek and Goss. And uh, this is uh, the result of an email that was... Have, by the way, have you ever heard back from uh, guest producer Doug Schreckengast? I actually heard from him today. He and must be in- incredibly tickled. I think tickled is a good... He seemed kind of nonplussed about it. But um, I, I, he wasn't bothered. He did mention that when he sent that, he ha- was well into his cups. Uh, well, I mean, however, you know, whatever the whatever the exact motivations were, or what, however impaired he was, it it certainly worked. Absolutely. <laughs> like he shouldn't, you know, he, he shouldn't be too sad because the no. result was we get we get a hundred emails every day, probably easily, and uh, you know, a lot of them are saying you guys ought to talk about this or check this out. It's very rare that we actually take one of them and then produce every single suggestion on it. <laughs> so he should be quite honored. This is like a pretty uh, unique experience, I think. Anyway, uh, Doug Schreckengast sent us this list of five topics that he thought we should do. Um, and he didn't really give us any leads on any of them. He just kind of threw them out there. You have the email with you in there? Uh, I don't have it with me, no. Well, they were – I think I can actually do it by memory now. They were Pyramids on Mars. Um uh, uh, Museums of Europe. Museums of Europe, right? Thank you. Superstring theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drunk fisherman of Dutch Harbor, Alaska. Yeah. What was the dark matter? Dark matter. Ooh, that's going to be that's going to be a toughie. Because even scientists don't know really about dark matter. They think they do, but well, that's where there's going to be a bit of a cheat. It's like the real world. You think you know, but you have no idea. <laughs> oh, wait, is that just true life? I don't remember what that is. Anyway. Um, well, let's worry it's about diary. Do- That's MTV Diary. Oh, you yeah. You think you know, but you have no idea. Right. Well, anyway, um, we're going to get to dark matter and uh, drunk fishermen in Dutch Harbor, Alaska in the coming days. Tonight, though, is uh, Super String Theory on... Guest producer, Doug Shrek and Goss. Now, Jennifer, a really big part of this for you, too, was that each night have a different feel to it. You didn't just want it to be a two-way, as they call it in radio business, an interview with somebody from... Wherever you wanted each each night to have a unique feel, and you certainly have accomplished that 
on the fir- during the first two, uh, we had a, um, a bit of archival tape that we had found somewhere of Sean and his mom. Mm-hmm. It's weird because Sean sounded, even as a kid, a lot like he does now, and, and his mom sounded oddly like you. Well, what I thought was so great is that they had such an open rapport, yeah. you know, that he was able to come to her with such a, a, about pyramids a tough and Mars, question. Yeah. I was surprised yeah. she knew so much about Mars. Mm-hmm. Well, she'd been waiting. That's Liz for you. Yeah. I know. And then last night, uh, we had Robert Smith on telling a story of of uh, destroying an exhibit at the Pompidou Center in, in Paris. And we also had some of our listeners telling us about their favorite European museums. Okay, so. And I was so proud of our listeners, by the way. Not one person said the Louvre. You know what I mean? Like, that would be the easy go-to. But every listener who called in had some totally interesting, out-of-the-way museum that I had never heard of. If these people were about doing the easy thing, the pleasant thing, they wouldn't be listening to this show. That's true. <laughs> much, much easier ways to skin that cat of being entertained than to uh, mm-hmm. partake of the TBTL night after night after effing night. Um, okay, so tonight it's a super string theory. And, Jen, you you really did want to make sure that this uh, that this was not uh, too too similar to the other nights. And so you decided to write a song. Yes. About super string theory. Yes. And uh, and but I wanted it to be really easily accessible for people. And so I decided to put it to a tune that everyone knows because I thought that would help people sure. get into it better. Well, that's, I mean, that's a classic way to remember something. You sing a little song in your head and, right. uh, you know, keep track of it. This is a pretty, it's a pretty complicated, uh, complicated idea that we're dealing with here though. I had never heard of it and it took, I don't even want to tell you how many times I had to read what it was before I felt like I could write a song about it. Yeah. It's, was it, I thought it was silly string theory. Are you sure that we're not talking about silly string? <laughs> I wish we had been talking about silly string. <laughs> okay, so uh, today we were inter- we were interviewing and recording an interview with Dave Bazan, as we mentioned, um, and uh, of of Dave Bazan and also of uh, Pedro the Lion, and um, so we he just so happened to be here with his guitar. And uh, that was very fortuitous, or at least very serendipitous. That's what I'm trying to say. Because we had this song, and we needed someone to accompany us on guitar. And so um, here it is, Jen's super string song um, brought to us, maybe not this exact part of the idea, but the overall idea brought to us from the mind of guest producer Doug Schreckengoss. Here it is. Really hard math explains most forces, electromagnet and nuclear what about gravity, superstring? In times when people need one answer to explain gravity, they can use guitar strings as analogies. Superstring, superstring, it explains gravity. Superstring's not an answer, it's a theory. Just think of every force of nature as a taut guitar string vibrating at resonant frequencies. Superstring. It's super hard to explain, so I'll tell you the words you need to know. It explains gravity. Superstring's not an answer, it's a theory. Could this song have been more meta? Have you noticed we're using guitar strings? It further cements the basics of superstring. Superstring, superstring. It explains gravity. Superstring's not an answer. It's a theory. One more time. Superstring. Superstring. It explains gravity. Superstring's not an answer. It's a theory. Just the sexy people. Superstring. <laughs> Superstring. It explains gravity. Superstring's not. 
Wow, wow, wee wow. Jennifer Andrews. <laughs> Take that, Bernie Toppin. <laughs> and everyone who wrote songs for the uh, electric company. That right there. That's that's something else. That's that's tonight's installment of guest producer Doug Shrek and Goss. All right, <clears throat> let's back it up just a little bit. What in the heck fire were those weird words that you said? Uh, well, plank is the uh, is the measurement of the strings that make up. Let's go back to the beginning, okay? <laughs> and I appreciate you setting that song to the tune of "Let It Be." You're right; it sticks on the brain. But I still, I have to admit, I do, I have a limited understanding of superstring theory. What's the what is what is the ultimate thing that it's trying to answer? Uh, gravitational forces in nature. Yes. And uh, the basic idea is that if you lay out every all all the particles, everything in nature, if you lay them out like taut strings, yeah. every single one of them is giving off its own little um, vibration. Yeah. And that explains uh, gravity. All right. Um, what are those strange words that you said? Well, plank is a uh, is a length, mm -hmm. and uh, kalabiyua is is a theory of gravitational pull. Okay. And um, Kaluza Klein hmm. is yet another uh, part of uh, quantum physics. Kaluza Klein. Kaluza Klein. That's a hyphenated word. Are you Kalabila. sure that that guy? That guy? No, no. That guy was the that guy was the bass player for Foghat. <laughs> don't Kal you put Kalabalua in a white Russian? <laughs> yep. And a little sometimes a splash of Kaluza Klein. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even imagine either. I mean, I was sitting there reading it over and over and over again, thinking there is no way that I can make this into a radio segment. There's no possible you way. You just did. You just did the impossible, lady. By the way, I have a little TBTL breaking news. I have just received an email from... Guest producer, Doug Shrek and Goss. Dear TBTL, we are getting a good laugh over here every time you pronounce my name. Ha! Funny. Your comments on the super collider are off the track when talking about string theory. Well, I, have we... I mean, did we make... Did we... Did we... I... I don't think we connected the the, the Large Hadron Collider and string theory, did we? Mm -mm. In conversation, no. there's two separate things. Listen, hold on. Guest producer Doug Shrek and Goss for a minute, won't you? We weren't saying that there's a connection between superstring theory and the Large Hadron Collider. There is Large Hadron Collider news that we will talk about later in the show if you can be patient. Guest producer Doug Shrek and Goss. Okay. Um, and then also we're talking about super string theory. You're the one who made us talk about super string theory, so please don't be don't be upset. But that's just wait. There's other stuff going on with the Large Hadron Collider. It's very the show is nothing if not uh, slavishly devoted to physics related topics. Right. Uh, you know. So um. Anyway, uh, great job, Jennifer. That's that's it's amazing. Do you do you, after writing that song though? I mean, do you feel like you have any understanding of how this thing actually works? Um, no, not really. I feel like what I do understand is if someone is talking about super string theory, I have an idea of what realm of science they're in. Right. And a basic idea of what they're trying. Is that quantum physics? Quantum mechanics? Uh, it is part of quantum physics. Oh, good. Okay. So what I found out, because I just kind of assume that everyone knows every, that there are like scientists out there who understand how everything works. Yeah. And basically what I found out is that in quantum physics, there's basically electromagnetic, as I talked about, electromagnetic and nuclear, those have been explained. But gravity is still confusing. And super string was something that was thought up to explain gravity. I also found out that it went out of vogue for a while. Mm. People weren't into it, and now it's kind of back in vogue a little bit. People are liking it again. What, mm. gravity? No, super string theory oh, to oh, explain gravity. The John Mayer song? Okay. Entropy? <laughs> song written by your nephew? Oh, yes, Ian. They've actually been able to, using super string theory, actually build these huge sort of receptor kind of basically giant microphones, but they're like space microphones and they use all kinds of complicated math and they've been able to actually pick up communication in space. And I have some of it right here. Hey, Jim, that boo? <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> they've been able to figure that out thanks to, in no small part, thanks to string, super string theory. Right. And you can always remember super string theory if you imagine guitar strings. Mm-hmm. That's one of the one of the things I read in trying. I went to Super String Theory for Dummies, and it was like, first of all, imagine guitar strings, and that's where I got the idea for writing a song. Well, it was it was it was excellent. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, tomorrow night is Dark Matter. Yeah. Ay ay What you said that there's fibbing that's fibbing that's afoot, fudging that's afoot. Well, mainly in that um, we're only on for a special hour tomorrow night due to a, a Mariners program. Oh, yeah. And so we might have to skip Doug Shrek and Gost on Dark, Dark Matter Night. I'm sorry to say. You know who's not going to like that? Guest producer Doug Shrek and Gost. Not at all. <laughs> or we could try to do... We could try to do two on Friday and basically oh. just race past Dark Matter. That could be a good excuse to not spend that much time on Dark Matter because mm-hmm. of how complicated it is. I do have some crazy fun ideas for Dark Matter, so maybe we could do a, more of a um, theater of the absurd for Dark Matter. Oh, more absurd than having Dave Bazan play a Beatles <laughs> cover about super string theory. <laughs> yeah, oh. more absurd than that. Okay, well, I'll look forward to that. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. All right, before we get to... The content of it, which was amazing. <laughs> Jen and Dave Bazan, amazing stuff. So incredible. I like this it's sort of um not counter programming but but uh exposure programming. Like when you get tired of people suggesting like, hey, you should do this on your show, or hey, you should have this person on your show, and and they're all pretty terrible ideas, but you have to go, Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one day just just flip it and just do it. Just do whatever they tell you to do. And then you'll either A, expose how stupid the suggestions were because the show will be terrible. Or B, you'll show what a brilliant podcaster or radio professional you are because you'll make great radio. (laughs) So it's really a no-lose situation. Plus, if you let him produce it, then I don't think Luke had to do anything during this week. No, that was all Chad. Yeah. So (laughs) it was – what I like to say is is sometimes you just let the dummies win. And (laughs) – Sorry to call Doug a dummy, but um, I know, I mean, most people that that, uh, that have their own radio show do not appreciate a lot of suggestions, programming suggestions from either listeners, their bosses, their co-hosts, whatever. I know for a fact that Luke likes suggestions even less. So the fact that, that he let go and let God on this one, um, just- He wanted it to fail. <laughs> tells me he either wanted to fail or he wanted the credit for being that brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Jen made this one really, really work. It was like an entire week of an hour with um, suggestions from guest producer Doug Schreckengoss. Were they all science-related, Megan? Uh, there was something about pyramids on Mars. <laughs> There's dark matter. European, European, European museums, right? Museums, yep. Hmm. And one other I'm not remembering. So they weren't quite all science, but uh, I, I think we can all agree that, again, TVTL and science is, is the best combination. <laughs> yeah, because they have no idea what they're talking about. Well, especially because I think that Jen and Luke's high school did not teach science. Good point. Oh, yeah. It was probably yeah. forbidden. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, they have even less of a background than than someone like me or or ladies in general who really shouldn't be Mike. shouldn't be dabbling in science. Um, D- Doug Schreckengast. They played a yeah. little clip of him. He sounded like an unpleasant person to me. He he. Yeah, in my memory, I think is the same as yours, Mike. That he just unsolicited kind of sent them an email that sounded like it sounds like you guys are running out of ideas. So here right. is a list of ideas. <laughs> That's always a way for your idea to, to, to get purchased is to tell them that their ideas tell are them terrible. That they're, they're terrible. And that, yeah. So, but for some reason, as you said, probably because it was a win-win proposition, they just, they yeah. went ahead and, and went for it. Um, yeah. And it, my, yeah, my impression is that he was kind of shirty and I, I mean, we only, I don't think we heard him really because Guest producer Doug Schreckengost is Dave Bazan or somebody who recorded it for them. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask your opinion on that. It it didn't sound like anybody I've heard before, but yeah, they probably just grabbed somebody. Yeah, if I remember, they did say at some point that it was not really 
Doug Schreckengast, mm-hmm. especially because he probably would know how he thinks he pronounces his name. But oh, right, right. Doug Schreckengast. <laughs> I mean, right. Doug Schreckengast <laughs> would have gotten it right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how much do we need to get this guy on? I know. Is he still a ten? I don't know. I just looked him up on Facebook and there's only two and neither one of them are friends with any mutual people. And usually you can tell a 10 because they're at least friends with Andrew or Luke or Sean right. or something. Right. Mm, he's like the original JLJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Mike. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself for that. <laughs> Can't start giggling over there. Yeah, um, I, I just oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I wanted to talk about how much I missed. Do you remember when he used to say, um, "It's just after seven bells," or oh, right. and then he would say Burbank Standard Time? I really <laughs> missed that. I was thinking uh, after Jen went on her on her road trip and poor Lu- during the dark years when poor Luke was just increasingly by himself the thing i missed was uh jen used to go and remember no mountain too tall and then luke i can't even remember what he would say but he hadn't learned the phrase yet so he would end up saying (laughs) and good luck what was it (laughs) i really missed those little touches (laughs) or when um they would try to do um awesome not awesome with the delay oh yeah that was great (laughs) She would say, what do you think the delay is today? Oh, it's about two seconds. And so they would try to do that. I don't think they they ever even got it right, even out of sheer luck. I thought, I kept thinking that one of these days, it's just going to, it's going to work, you know, just by chance. But I don't think it ever really worked. I think they just started overthinking it. Jen was trying to compensate for the Skype delay. Mm. And and yeah, that she just lost it. Yeah. I do miss those little touches. And then they would talk about for at least three to five minutes about how they had gotten it or they didn't yes. get it or right. every time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That was really close. You were almost right that there. Was so close. Next time. You'll get it next time. <laughs> but because or, they I weren't listening to the tape, they were just guessing as to whether it was close. And we knew when we were listening, we were like, no, that, no. That's nope. true. No, that wasn't even close. Wasn't yeah. close. And then they would say, oh, that was way off and be like, no, actually, you almost, not too bad. <laughs> almost got it that time. The uh, yeah. the element of this that that I really enjoy because um, I'm mainly doing this show to celebrate Jen yeah. is how wonderful a job she did with – I mean, she really brings it. The guitar playing is great. In fact, um, I, the first time I listened, re-listened to it, I was only listening with half an ear because I was doing something else. And I thought, God damn, Luke finally really learned how to play the guitar. <laughs> And then I was listening more closely later. I go, oh no, yeah, it wasn't Luke. It was a, <laughs> no. it was an actual guitar an actual player. Actual musician. Who and did you guys listen to this today? Yeah, I did. How many of you? How have you guys been singing it all day? Okay. <laughs> Except I don't yeah. know any of the words. So and, and and how Luke can't help help himself but go up an octave and be in the chorus. <laughs> oh God, yeah. And I mean, who besides Jen Flash Andrews? would would think that the way to approach string theory is to write a song about it. <laughs> I mean, if you gave me if you gave me a thousand years to come up with a unique radio segment on string theory, I I can't imagine I would have thought, oh yeah, I'll I'll just write a song to let it Well, be. I think it has to do with her confidence as a performer. She really That's likes true. performing. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you told me that I had to explain string theory to somebody first, I would have no confidence that I could understand it. Second, right. I would have no confidence that I could convey it. And third, I would have no confidence that I could sing about it. But at <laughs> least she has one of those things. She has one of those for sure. <laughs> and she was really singing. And then Luke coming in with his octave note, and then uh, and then saying all the sexy people. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just can't stop no he can't help he, himself he can't stand that she was in the limelight <laughs> that might be true she was That's... in the limelight for almost five full minutes and she got to perform with like a rock star i don't know true. how i mean i know a lot of people like this guy i didn't know who he was first 
Yeah, well, TV Tale was my introduction to him. Now you understand, Christy, why I steal your jokes. When I see a good mm-hmm. joke in your notes, yeah. I just take it because I, I can't right. have you stealing the thunder on my <laughs> imaginary radio show. Code. <laughs> right, right. I, I now, I now, I have to decode them before I steal them. It's tough. <laughs> so, do either of you understand string theory now? Huh. Uh, I don't understand it because of that song. I don't understand it, but I, I have read a book. Oh, yeah, I read the uh, Brian Green book on string theory, and and the first two thirds of choice? it. Oh yeah. Oh. I, okay. I really like a I like a physics book written for a layperson. Um, and the first two thirds of that book, you, you just, you read along and you're like, yeah, I'm totally getting this. And then the last third, you're like, oh, I am not getting this at all. <laughs> so that's kind of where the math comes in. I, I think that what I got from it is that Yoko Ono ruined gravity, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I, I don't understand any more about string theory than I did this morning before I listened, but I did want to get some mozzarella cheese. That's what it made me want to do. <laughs> yeah, that's I fair. Like <laughs> I like the part where um, she was, she sang about the song being meta because she was playing it on a guitar. <laughs> yes, that was great. Very TBTL. I thought what yes. was meta about the whole thing was that he, she set the song to let it be and really the whole week of guest producer Doug Schreckengast is just, all right, let it be. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. Whatever, right. whatever the F you guys want to do, let's do it. Let it be. To, to me, the whole, the whole week uh, is sort of like the Stens page recently where uh, kind of <laughs> a, I'll just say an unkind remark turned into the best nerd chain of <laughs> of public radio jokes that just yeah. it really turned something beautiful out of something that was not at all beautiful. Yeah, what Megan's referring to is a certain Sten, uh member of the Sten's page, made a really nasty remark about a public radio um figure, someone who's, you know, very much admired and and a very big part of public radio. And it quickly turned into people just saying um, saying how they had been imaginarily dissed by oh, people in the public radio world that would never do such things. And everybody got in a good joke. I don't know that there were any bad ones. And it went on for like mm-hmm. 150, 200 comments. So, yeah, it was definitely a flower growing out of a turd. And <laughs> sure. It was a moment to be proud of for all of us. It's very TBTL, even from the even from the start. They yeah. uh, they They're... took kind of a Doug Schreckengast, you guys are out of ideas, and turned <laughs> it into radio gold. There were some hurtful things aimed straight at me that weren't very funny. Mike. That's true, but you see, That's Christy, um, the thing about the hurtful stuff it was in it was in a sub it was under a comment it wasn't in the regular okay. thread. So a lot of people missed that the original author of that of that thread. Uh, said a, at least one really nasty thing to you. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why I've been, I've been pulling the covers off a little bit the last couple of weeks and just identifying that person in different situations well, for the well, awful, the, awful things I, that they do. Ironic part about that is I've been a staunch defender of that person. I know <laughs> if you're listening, dude, she likes you might be the only woman that likes you. So don't He's burn that list. bridge. He's on my laminated list. Can you believe that, Megan? Yeah, Number one on is. my Peabody Award winning list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, He's God, on your laminate, is it a laminated list of people who say horrible things on the Stens page, but you let them through anyway? <laughs> Further proof that women like men who mistreat them. Yeah, but with Mike, all you have to do to get through on the Stens page is include your dog picture. Yeah. Right. Don't even worry about it. You're in. That's foreplay for Mike. Oh, that kind of sounds creepy. <laughs> It doesn't even, like I said, it doesn't even have to be your dog. Just send, just post the dog, dog picture. <laughs> or Mike likes when you send pictures of his own dog. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite. <laughs> Especially if you Photoshop them in a flattering way, you know, because <laughs> they're both a little chubby, you know, it's just, 
Yeah, just take some off. Take the... off a couple of pounds. Right, right. Oh. Make the girls look good. So you guys have <laughs> anything else on this clip? I don't think so. I, no. I really want to go back and listen to the role play of uh, Jen oh. being um, being Sean's, Sean's mom. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I'm not sure. I didn't go back and listen. I, some of these are really hard to find. They're on, they're not on the infinite guest site. It's challenge oh, for the, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's challenge yeah. for the archivist, but it's, uh, yeah, I remember, I remember that one too, where Sean was having, being put to bed by his mom and, uh, <laughs> wanted to hear a story about pyramids on Mars. Wow. I have no memory of that. So yeah, I'm going to need to listen to that too. You'll have to go back. I think it might've just been the day before this one. Mm -hmm. Like March 10th, I think would be Yeah. March 10th, 2009 would be the day before it. Um, speaking of the, uh, the archiving, Christy, we were chatting earlier today or last night and you mentioned that there were, there were some number of people who'd signed up for the archiving project and have not, touched the week. You sent them a week to do and have not touched it. And yes. we've been doing this project now for how long? Three months? August. I yeah, about three, about three mm -hmm. months. And um, if you're listening right now and you got assigned a week and you haven't done it and you haven't started it, it's okay. <laughs> um, you made a mistake. You signed up <laughs> for something that you, you didn't want to do. It's okay. You can either now start doing it, you know, let, let the start shining now or get in touch with Christy and just uh, turn your week back because we have lots of people that are archiving that will get us through to our goal eventually. And Christy, who are the stars? Who's the star this week? Who, who, well, who's on your, your is gold our star list? Megan. Yay. What? She's <laughs> on her second week. There Actually, we I think I'm halfway through my third. Oh, Dang. I mean, uh, have, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, hey, I just want to make sure I earn my star. Are are yeah. you enjoying it a lot, or does it work to you? What's what's the? I'm enjoying it. It's just it's when I can find the time to sit down and do it. It's it's fun. It's like mining for. It's mining for gold. I think people that are doing the archiving, um, they kind of like we have the TBTL as archivists. It's a closed group for people that are involved in the project, and I think a lot of times there's anxiety there, especially when people are first starting as to yeah. whether they're doing a good job or not. Did you have any of that? And, and how, you know, what's, yeah. what's been your experience like with the hashtagging and all that? Do you, do you feel confident in your abilities uh, at this point? I don't feel confident, but I just, I just decided to let go of my anxieties and just do it the best way that I could and call it good enough. I, I think mm -hmm. if I, there are times where I think, Oh, I, if I could go back, I would change this or I would, you know, you sort of develop systems as you go along. And so there, there are some things that I, I would do differently the first time around that I didn't come upon until four times in, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, all going to oh, be better. I've gotten just emails from people saying, I heard about, I mean, they've heard us talking about it, but people talking about doing their weeks and having fun and, Oh, I, I, Dana Steele has, has uh, said it a couple of times, like, Oh, I uncovered this gem yeah. while archiving. And that has led people to want to join. So that's great. If everyone can kind of get the word out that way, but yes, we will not shame you. If you <laughs> just write to us and say, I can't do it. Basically my OCD is not liking that. There's this chunk of time that mm -hmm. <laughs> is at yeah. the beginning that hasn't been completed. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we all make mistakes. Um, I robbed 38 banks and you signed, <laughs> you signed up to up. archive a week of TBTL. You know, one is easier to get out of than the other. <laughs> you know, we have, a, we have another near miss in our backgrounds, Mike, because my dad used to run the King County Jail. Oh my gosh. What year? <laughs> so weird. It was, he retired before, before your, uh, your visit. Oh, before 93? Yeah. Well, he left, he left a legacy of, of wonderful, uh, a wonderful jail. I had a great time there for seven months. Seven sure. months, people. I I turned myself in. I said I did it. Where do I sign? I want to go to prison. It takes still seven takes months seven months in county jail. Um, not not a pleasant time, but but I've I've heard actually I've heard it's uh it's better than most uh major metro jails. 
I I only got punched once. So that's pretty good. Yeah. No and sex and uh just got punched once. <laughs> um Christy stickers. How are we doing on the stickers? Um has DJ ordered his stickers yet? DJ has not ordered stickers, but we did. I shipped our furthest away sticker purchase today to Tokyo. Ooh. Ooh. How much does that cost? Uh, a lot. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. If you're ordering from Tokyo, throw another extra sticker in the, in the order, <laughs> please. <laughs> Just to cover our, cover our nut there. Thank you. Though so we appreciate it. We seem to be getting some, some, uh, listeners over there these days, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, I just want to have an official Japanese name, like number one mixer or America's mm-hmm. sweetheart. I mean, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. We're probably in the top five of podcasts about other podcasts <laughs> in Japan. Maybe LRB is Japan's number one morning show now. Well, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would take it for sure. We can say it. <laughs> yeah. Who could prove it's not? Right. <laughs> Um, how to get involved with the show? Well, one way, uh, Megan cracked the code when she cut somebody down on Facebook pretty good. And <laughs> I had to compliment her on her joke. <clears throat> but, uh, other ways to get involved is to, are to go to littleredbandwagon.com and fill out the form. Give us a segment that we haven't uh, done yet and uh, we'll be happy to have you on and try to give us the, try to give us the, um, the episode and the timestamps and stuff too. So, we can, if we're not familiar with it, we can listen to it. Uh, Facebook page, you can go to the Stens page. You'll find us all around there. We always have the pinned post, which <laughs> is be whatever fire. our latest, our latest show. <laughs> I love, I love, I I love the Stens page since I decided to just let it go, <laughs> let it be. So I'm I don't have as big a problem with it as I used to. But come to think of it, you know the the week of guest producer Doug Schreckengast is sort of a forerunner to when we didn't listen to the show and we just did a recap based on <laughs> what we found on the Stens page. That's true. <laughs> it, it, it was either going to be completely unlistenable, which for a lot of people it was because we, we went straight to negative town, <laughs> or it was going to be brilliant, which some small it segment was. of people got in touch with me and <laughs> said, that was brilliant. <laughs> so so I think it was kind of more or less people. the same thing. Um, you can go to our Facebook page, which is actually pretty wonderful. A lot of nice people interacting. Um, a personal Twitter's I'm at Drew McFrizz. Christy is at Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. Uh, Pape is R-L Pape. Jeremy is at Dadstronaut. Uh, Meredith is at Meredith underscore Mayhan. And, uh, Megan, are you a Twitter person? Uh, I have a I have a Twitter and I use it only to send dog pictures to the Can I Pet Your Dog podcast. <laughs> There's a Pet Your Dog podcast. Yeah, called Can I Pet Your Dog. It's part of the Maximum Fun universe. Oh my god! I'll when have to put aside my beef again, I'll have to find that Jesse Thorne and and get into the May I Pet Your Dog podcast. Yeah. Uh, what is your What is your handle if you care to, for anyone to look you up? Sure, it's at Megan C Thirty. Which okay. is because I signed up early and did not know that Twitter was going to be a thing. Well, so there were 29 <laughs> other Megan C's there. No, 30 is just one I picked years ago when I got sick of people saying, Megan C is gone. Would you like to try Megan C 13? So oh, I just you just a late wanted number. to skip all the questions yeah. and oh. get straight to one that would be available. Exactly. But not not a sexy number. Just a, just, just a, 30. I think I yeah. may have been 30 at the time. Oh, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, the show Twitter is at LRB podcast, um, pretty much run by Jeremy. And I don't know, maybe to some lesser extent, Me. uh, Pape. Oh, no, you do it now, too. Now that I'm on the bus, I, and Jeremy put it on my phone. I, you'll notice I was trolling you a little bit today. Yes. I was going to ask <laughs> about that. So our listener, Lauren, who lives in Jacksonville, I think she, you on the la- on the last recap said something about, um, Tweet at us was, eight things I love about Mike. Is that what it was? Yes. Or that I was going to think of some, but yes. And and I said, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And But of course, Lauren did it and she did eight things. Some of them were, you know, like little shots of me, but but in good nature. And a lot of it was like very earnest, very 
nice things. And then you used it as a, as a blunt instrument to like hurt my feelings. Now that I know that it was you running that, I'm not mad at Jeremy anymore. I mean, I'm mad at Jeremy like in Just general a all the time. Base level always. Yeah. Right. But now I'm mad at you. So congratulations. Um, you can email us at little red bandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemail is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Megan, thank you. It was a delight to talk to you. You were just as delightful in person as you are on the chat. And I appreciate you doing this. Thank you. And Christy, uh, I'm done. Unless you have anything else, you can take us out. Nope. All right. Until next time, this is the next party. And Jen, I love your voice. Nailed it!